Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone. The voice of massive magic fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast. The voice of magic fans. Episode 16. What's going on, guys? What's going on? How's it going? What's just, happening? Just to do a quick little roll call in the studio today, we have Al. What's up? Mark. Here, Justin, Yo, Wit, what's happening, and myself, Anthony. And this week is All Star Weekend special. All Star Weekend, All Star Weekend special in Chicago. Fun part of the year. Fun part of the year. Fun so this year. is um, less than fifteen hours since the uh, the big ordeal out in Chicago that we're going <laughs> to talk about in in a few moments. Um, but before hmm. we jump into that, because I know that we all want to dive in and kind of. You know, get it off our chest a little bit. Um, what are some of your all-time favorite All-Star memories? So I'm not even going to lie. This happened a few years ago, but my favorite is going to have to be the AG Dunk versus Zach Levine. Uh, when it usually comes to the All-Star break, I mean, it's exciting, but it's nothing too wow for me all the time. Right. Because we see the same thing almost every year, right? When it came to that dunk contest, we saw a lot of things that we never seen before, and that was an absolute showdown. Um, besides the Dominique Wilkins and MJ um, showdown, that would have to be my favorite part. Just that showdown of we're seeing dunks we actually never seen before, all in one dunk contest. So that has to be my favorite memory. You know what stood out about that same dunk contest is that it seemed as if nobody knew what they were doing after. That's what that that was yeah, the after excitement. We went, after we went after those rounds, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, what's next? We got a fifty. You got a fifty. What do we do then? And I was a little disappointed. Again, we're going to talk about it in a few minutes, but I kind of felt like, all right, that happened. So this time you got to be way more prepared, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it just didn't feel that way. Um, but what are some other all-star memories? But I, I'm going to piggyback on the slam dunk contest, uh, contest thing. Uh, I started dunking at a young age, and then we would see the slam dunk competition and then go to the court and try to replicate those dunks. And my favorite memory is when Isaiah Ryder went between the legs for the first time. And we like, oh, this is the craziest dunk ever. We tried that and tried it. I could never do it. But uh, I've seen many players try it. They still couldn't do it until, until you know, more recently. It's got to be Vince Carter for me, the dunk contest 2000, uh, especially the first dunk. When he first threw down the 360 windmill, to this day, it's just the, the, the one dunk that just makes me. That set a new standard. Oh, I my think. goodness. Like, I watched it just the other night. They had it playing on NBA TV. And it just looked, that, that, just the way it looks, it's just a beautiful thing. Uh, so that contest for me did it. In second place would have to be when Vince Carter gave his spot to Michael Jordan in, back in 2013, mm. in 2003 yeah. for his last All-Star game. Um, I don't think nobody in this, in this generation would have done that. Vince Carter really said, I'm, I was a top vote-getter. MJ, you deserve it. Uh, so those are the two moments for me that take that spot. So for me, it was actually recent, and this was you know, not something that most people would remember as like a super crazy highlight um but nate robinson versus dwight when nate robinson won uh to me that was probably the my favorite because at the time i was a knicks fan and nate robinson was always one of those guys that i was like how could he do those things when he's you know at his height he's like what five eight and a half i think um so to beat superman well the new superman i would say i uh, was pretty impressive but nate robinson was one of those guys that you he literally could jump with some of the best guys in the league. And he size. was and he was five eight. Like that even just saying that now is crazy. 
Um, but yeah, that was probably probably my favorite. And what was interesting about that slam dunk contest is that one, uh, Nate Robinson wore all green to kind of symbolize the whole kryptonite versus yeah. Superman. And then also he jumped over his competition. Like mm-hmm. he jumped over Dwight Howard. You're going against Dwight Howard. So the fact that Dwight was open enough to allow for that to happen because right. you have to know all right, if Nate Robinson dunks over me, that's a wrap. Guy, that's, big it. Guy, that, <laughs> that's it for me. So that that definitely is a is a good one. I think for me it was the um, Trace McGrady is my guy. So his off the backboard yes. All Star slam dunk back in two thousand two mm, is a big yeah. one for me. Mm-hmm. Just because it's one of those things that you really haven't seen. He threw it off the backboard. Dirk Nowitzki saw the ball hit the backboard and then it bounced off. And then at that point it was too late. Move out of his way. So Trace, Trace McGrady. Was- off the backboard is, is dope. He ended up um, doing it. I want to say it was that same season in game. And then Vince Carter, I'm not sure if it was the year after. Vince did so. it the year after, I think. It, it, yeah. I mean, and AG it did it this year, right? Against the Lakers. Yeah. But I, that wasn't that. I mean, it was nice, but it wasn't. It wasn't the same, Vince, but it was like, still, replicated. in my opinion, yeah, like an iteration of that that type of dunk. Yeah. No, but that team at one was a, was a classic. Yeah. But uh, should we jump into it? Let's, let's do it. it. Let's, let's jump it. into it. So, um, going straight through the numbers real quick. So, our record right now currently is twenty four and thirty one. We are holding the eighth seed in the East with two games behind the. Uh, I almost said the New Jersey Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> our offense points per game one hundred three point nine, which has a twenty ninth in the league three point percentage thirty three point seven, which has a twenty seventh offensive rating one hundred five point five, that has us twenty seventh in the league. Defensively, points allowed, 105.4, still leading first in the league. Blocks, 5.8, which has his fifth. And defensive rating, 107.4, which has his at seventh. So the two games before the All-Star weekend, um, very first one was against Atlanta, which was a 135-126 to 20, 126 win. And then that Wednesday after against Detroit, 116-112. to 112. Now, we were at that game um, for... Um, Atlanta, which was Vince Carr's last game here mm-hmm. in Central Florida, and we had pretty good seats. We had an amazing time. We had really good seats, food, drinks included. Um, got to meet some of the players. What would you say were some of the the highlights from a fan perspective of investing that much in what we pay for in the tickets and being as close as we were? Um, so I would say having the ultimate ultimate seats right yeah. at the Amway. Those. We're really incredible. I think it's one of those uh, opportunities to kind of see a little bit more of the Amway Center from a different perspective than you would normally see. Uh, I think if if interacting with the players, you know, trying to talk to them, have things signed, autographed, if those are things that you want to do, um, this, you know, it allows you the opportunity to, to do that. Um, and it also, in the Fields Lounge, you get food, drinks, all type of stuff. It kind of also allows you the opportunity to kind of mingle with other Magic fans um, and kind of just see, you know, kind of talk, see what each other's perspective is. Uh, one of my highlights of it was having Evan Fournier sign my jersey. Oh, yeah. All of mm-hmm. You're blushing right now. Yeah, I'm You're blushing, blushing right, right now. now. Um, his cheeks are touching the tips of his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone everyone knew that that was kind of a special moment for me because uh, I am a Fournier fan, and just being able to have him sign my jersey was pretty cool. Um, but the guys, I would say most of the players, at least the ones that we saw, interacted with the fans everybody was super cool everybody now you said most of the players interact. are you talking about uh, who, who are you leaving out when you say most of the players uh so evan and and vooch were probably the the most interactive yeah. with with the fans which i thought was really cool to see 
Um, but one of the guys, one of the guys that I thought would interact with the fans, just because he is one of the more popular guys on the team, uh, was Aaron Gordon. Uh, but that didn't happen. Uh, he actually didn't entertain any of the fans. Uh, there were multiple people trying to talk to him, um, you know, shake his hand, get things signed, and he, you know, ran by the first time, went to go do his shoot around, which is totally fine. He's focused. Um, but on the way back, he really didn't even look in the direction of the fans, completely ignored everyone who was there. And I, I felt like that was a little bit, um, I don't know. I don't want to say out of character because I don't want to judge his character. But I, I feel like in that situation, every other player interacted with the fans. Um, at least every other player that ran through the tunnel at that time. Yeah. And he wasn't one of them. My beef with AG was he told a little kid, I'll get you on the way back. And you just walk by and saw the kid and they didn't even acknowledge him so yeah. same thing i mean but, but again other than that great great time we again you guys know i'm a vince carter fan got to watch his last game i'm debating going to toronto for his last game april 12th i think it is so i'm mm-hmm. debating going there to his final time in toronto i told you i'd go if you do go i'll let you know uh but other than that i got really up close uh we got to see him shook his hand didn't get the picture that i wanted with vince but i know it's coming i, I he'll be retiring i live in orlando so the day will come uh, but amazing time. I mean, just hanging out with you guys. We got to witness, witness us win that game. It was a really fun game to watch. It was a three-point barrage in the second yeah. half, especially. James Ennis, amazing energy, his first game. A couple of nice dunks. Um, so just being there with you guys, great seats, great food, great drinks. It was a, a great time, for sure. I think from a, a fan's perspective, you know, we, we kind of are uh, critical on our players, right? And I feel the players that I've, I've personally been most critical of have been Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic, and they were the nicest ones, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And I had That's I brought right. a flag with me that said uh, "F the rest," and then of the U of the F was an Orlando Magic logo. So I, it was a creative, you know, creative logo on or creative flag. So they were cool enough to sign it. Um, Ag ran by, and he was like, "Nah, I'm not." I was like, "Ag, sign my flag." He's like, "Nah, I'm not signing that." You know, which isn't a big deal, right? Because I, I get it. You know, he's been in the league for how long? It's been four or five seasons now? Six. Six, six seasons. Six seasons, six seasons yes. right? So it's it's the same thing every single day during the home. And, you know, you try to get, get focused for the game, whatever the case may be. You want to get out there, just in and out. I get it. But for, for me, it doesn't bother me. But for anyone that might be the first game, might be a young kid, whatever the case may be, I can see where that that could really make an impact. And not only that, but like you're paying a lot of money to, to get the opportunity, right? So one thing I've learned is I, I've seen Steph Curry many, many times, and that's now the, the guy that I, I watched the, the most, other than Carter, the nice older. And one thing with Steph Curry is he'll stop by and sign everyone's auto, everyone's jersey, sneaker, including my own last year. And that has been, to me, an amazing thing to watch. And that's why Steph is so well-liked by fans. It's because he is the superstar of the NBA. He's a two-time NBA, three-time NBA champion. He's the MVP. He's the kid that, the guy that we're looking at. And yet he's doing that. So I understand the Aaron Gordon thing. It's an, an everyday thing. But that's for NBA, every NBA player. Yeah, but that's also that. that's also Steph Curry's brand. Steph Curry's brand is to be the, the good boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's the, the good kid where, you know, any other kid that, you know, it likes to play basketball. They can see themselves being on the court because Steph sure. Curry isn't six foot nine, two hundred seventy pounds, and jump out of the gym. You know, he's a he's six four point guard that can dribble, can shoot lights out, and could really be anyone imagining to be him. Can you think of any other sport that has as much access to players than the NBA? 
the, the fans are right next to the court, on the court, mm-hmm. um, and there's interaction through the whole game. Uh, I've been to a lot of pro sport events, and the players do a great job of interacting with fans more so than any other sport I can think of. Yeah, for sure. I mean, baseball, spring training, usually, yeah. but not as much during the season. Uh, but yeah, the NBA is special in that in that sense. Uh, for me in that game, uh, one thing that really stuck out to me is listening to the player conversation throughout the game. Um, even when it came to them talking on defense, communicating with each other. Um, I know some of you guys remember there was some fans sitting in front of us that were trying to get under the skins of Dwayne Deadman and Trey Young. Fun. I thought for, it was pretty for close the, to the hear that. The fourth quarter, Dwayne Deadman was focused on those three guys. Yeah. Were, they were just talking smack to him to the point that the, the, the ushers came up to them and told them, you know, relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. They were going at him. But was, every, single, every single time he shot, if he made the shot, he was looking right at them. I'm yeah. not talking about it. They went back and forth for... For a good little man, they had a quite a few exchange, which yeah, is it's kind of ironic that he took it so close to heart because you know he had he had good experiences here mm-hmm. in Orlando, so right, you know it's it, it was fun to watch, but yeah, it kind of it kind of want to see that that kept, that uh, competitiveness. Yeah, it yeah. felt like he was kind of taking it a little personal, too did. personal, uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I think being able to sit where we sat, um, it gives you a different perspective, right? Because on TV you see everything that happens on the court, but you can't feel it. But you can't, yeah, you can't feel it, and also you don't see how the fans really impact what's going on on the court um, and and through these seats. And I think we noticed that that night. That was pretty cool. That's my favorite part of going to the games is talking smack. (laughs) (laughs) From talking smack, you never know. Yeah. But uh, so following following Wednesday's game against Detroit, Saturday, which was yesterday, we were recording today on Sunday, the slam dunk contest. So Aaron Gordon dunk contest performance that we just had um, was was are people already saying it's in classic? So first question: Do you think that this dunk contest was better than the 2016 dunk contest? No, not, like not even not close. No, it was up there, but it wasn't better. No. Would you say that you would put it up there as one of the best slam dunk contests? No, in general, no. Third, fourth, maybe my list. Age's third, fourth, all was up time. There. Yeah, yeah. Not it, I mean, not to head to head. The thing is, man, like the, the, the dunks these guys are doing these days, you can't compare them to like even the MJ area. Like, I, I watched the, the Kobe dunk contest in 96 the other night on NBA TV. He won it with a between the legs dunk. And people were going crazy. A simple between the leg dunks. That, that's what won Kobe that contest. If Kobe would have done the same thing this year, he would have not even made the finals. So my thing is, you can't compare past to present. These guys are doing insane stuff, jumping over tackle fall. They're, they're doing between the legs over people. So if you watch the 80 dunk contest, 90 dunk contest, and compare it to what we just watched, right? it's different. Um, so so in creativity-wise, I think it's one of the best dunk contests I've ever seen. But you know what? It's One of the big differences that you'll find is back then, you had real legitimate judges. Mm-hmm. You had yes, uh, that the is true. Dr. J's, the Kobe Bryant's, the Michael Jordan, whatever the case may be, you had actual NBA players that have physically dunked in a game mm-hmm. right and these are we're talking about elite players not celebrities not someone that kind of played but kind of didn't like there was there was actual people that we had that were you know had the credentials to be able to judge in the same dunk contest that's true and i think that was uh the most controversial part of that uh dunk contest is that um right off the bat the judges I don't know, man. I feel like they were just handing out tens like it was nothing. Um, obviously, Twitter and social media was had a lot to critique with these judges. 
um, this is I, I don't know for us I think this is a part of a get it out out of, out of your chest part because I mean you had D Wade who's a former teammate of Jones Jr. So we giving all him like it's nothing. Yeah, we all watched it together last night at Wade's house. It's a lot of the first thing I told you, Justin? This. We're sitting together. I'm like, wait, time out. Wade is judging this, and what if Jones makes the finals? Like, it's not gonna be fair. Mm-hmm. And what happened? Like, I said that on his second dunk when he passed uh, Cunnington to go to the finals. Cunnington missed the finals by one point. By the way, yeah. who gave him a seven? Dwayne Wade did. So I'm like, it's just not a fair system. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And on top of that, the Black Panther dude, like, I don't know, like, why are you there? Why is coming there? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You had courtside Dr. J, Dominic Wilkins, Shaquille O'Neal. Like, put those guys to be the judges. Those other guys have the credentials to be judging dunks. Uh, Not for nothing. And also the whole conversation thing back and forth between the judges. That's now how it's supposed to be. Everybody wanted to see who everybody else is. Yeah, you you see a dunk, you throw it down, lift something up. It's a 10, 9, or 8, whatever it is. Don't be talking to each other. What are you doing? At 8? Okay, I'm going to do an 82. It, Look mm-hmm. at the no. players on the side of the court. Night. Very ugly. When, when they're jumping up, running out, that tells you that's something special that took place, mm-hmm. right? So when he when when he did that uh, 360 off the side of the backboard oh, for Markel, that was, that was an incredible dunk. But I think the real issue is, like, as fans, Magic fans, we take this personally against us, against our organization, mm-hmm. against the city. Um, and and feel disrespected because I think there's some deep rooted feelings that we feel disrespected for a long time in Orlando. This happened twice, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I mean you could see even we have officiating issues that happened in New York recently. Uh, we've had issues with um, shot clocks in Detroit in the yep. playoffs. You know, we we can go through lists and lists and lists <clears throat> of injustices and. You know, in the, we tend to give it a pass, but I, I don't think, I think now we're like enough's enough and things can be said and the, and the world is seeing that. So I think one of the, one of the issues is that the, the judges were scoring it all over the place, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think that there were certain dunks that probably were maybe eights, even sevens, and they were giving them tens. Yeah. Right. So like not, I don't want to point out certain players but i think in 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 pat Connaughton's first dunk that was not a 50 right? right i i think when you when you give somebody who doesn't deserve a 50 a 50 and it's tens across the board right for a simple dunk like um dwight howard when he put the cape on yeah that right? was not a 40 that was whatever nine the, yeah so then when you have when you have somebody like ag catching the ball from the side of the backboard off of a Markel pass, right? And he 360s in the air. That to me is a 50 because as soon as as he slammed that, everybody was like, oh my God, like that was something you've never seen before. And it wasn't even just a 360. Like he, yeah, he did the 360, but he caught it with one, one hand. hand. Extended right. it, did the 360, brought the ball downwards, upwards. Like it is the most insane thing. And granted, we've seen it before. That's a dunk with that stuff. he did with stuff when yeah. he was on the hoverboard. You got to hold on to the but ball. But this time he did it off an of alley oop off the side of the backboard that right. he had to time perfectly. And and to make it even worse is Dwayne Wade. He was the first one to say, "Oh, he got he got to do it on the first. He gets one mess up. That's yep. it. He has to get up." And then he, he targeted down. Everyone goes crazy. He was targeting him. I time. think realistically there was maybe two fifty dunks, like two dunks that. Made you go, wow, that's impressive. I've never but seen that. My before. thing is, like, and they were once, both from AG. Once, and they were both from AG. Once AG did that 360 dunk on the backboard, that was a legit, that was a 60, right? 
then the stakes go higher. So now Jones can't come back and go between the legs and get a 50 because he did that three times in a row, four times in a row. That was a turning point to me. Like when Vince did that 360 windmill back in 2000, and then he did it off the, uh, off the uh, sideline windmill, and Kenny Smith said, I gave him a nine because his first dunk was so good. That's what I expected. Like AG took it to the next level, judged the next dunks the same way, and they didn't. So I think the problem is that as the ju- like as the judges, if you're giving out 50s like they're fucking candy, it's impossible to really differentiate between what is great and what is better. I'm not saying that Derrick Jones had bad dunks. They weren't bad. They were super athletic. He did impressive dunks. But if you're giving that a 50, right, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that Aaron Gordon jumping over somebody who is seven foot six, run, having a, a jogging or a trotting start from the three point line is more impressive than Derrick Jones Jr. doing a windmill dunk two feet inside of, a, of the free throw line. But they gave him a 50. Right. You can't go higher than that. I think I think that they need to change the rules. If you're if it's the final round. 50 should be like, wow, that was a great dunk. But if you do something that is better than the 50 that the other guy just got, they should be able to give an extra point and say, you know what? That was a 50, but this was something different. I think go back to decimals. Back in the old days, they would yeah. do 95.5, 97 point, whatever. Right. Like, and just go decimals and, and, and figure something out. But, man, that tackle fall dunk at the end, there's no way in, no way in hell that that is a right. 47 in anyone's eyes. I think people also forget, like, AG had a dunk running from the, the baseline, right? jumped over a dude, grabbed the ball, turned around in the air after jumping over and the dude. behind him. Slammed it. Like... With the ball cuffed. The up. amount of body control, the amount of strength that it takes, like... His shoulders were at the rim. I don't understand. Right? Like, AG, man, credit is due for those dunks. That, Aaron that, Gordon is the best dunk contest participant and, to so, ever compete. And this I is agree. this is where the this is where I the did. issue comes in, right? <laughs> so from twenty sixteen we went into this exact same problem. Where do we go from here? This has to eventually end and somebody has to win. I agree with the fact that there should be one winner, one winner only. Right. Somebody has to be decided and crowned a winner. Don't don't duel it. So the belief was that and this is something that you had retweeted earlier and this is something that was broken down by at Worldwide Wob, that he broke down the the video of the reactions, mm-hmm. right? So he got to the point that, all right, cool, 50, 50. All right, now we have to really give it a score. And collectively, the belief is that they all collectively agreed to tie it up again. But one person messed that up. And I think it was uh, Ramona, Ramona Shelburne. Shelburne that said that Common, one of the judges, said that somebody didn't follow the plan. I'm not right. going to say who, and but Candace somebody. Parker also right. said the same thing. So it was Scotty Pippen, because to make it a tie, two people had to put a nine. Right. Scotty Pippen put the nine. You had um, uh, Black Panther that put nine. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. Thank you. And then, <laughs> and then you had Dwayne Wade. So what ended up happening is when Dwayne Wade put the nine, he wasn't supposed to put the nine. He put the ten, and the minute that he put that nine, he took off his earpiece. He started laughing. He walked away, and the four of them looked at Dwayne Wade like, "Dude, what did what you, you just do?" do? Yep. And the, the the belief was that it was going to come down to now the judges just picking the best dunker. Period. It wasn't going to be another dunk. It was going to be, "Hey, just pick the best dunker, write it down." Lift it up. And that didn't happen. Wade just... I think based on the eye test, based on the eye test, Aaron Gordon won. 
Oh, definitely. Oh, for sure. Based on crowd reaction, Aaron Gordon won. Yeah, right. Based on creativity, Aaron Gordon and won. And based on what you see on Twitter today, like it's going off, and my phone wouldn't stop vibrating. Like it it's was only insane. one person that's on the side of Derrick Jones, Skip Bayless. I haven't seen anybody else that. Um, ah, but Skip, Skip, Skip Bayless, he's only doing that for for, for clickbaits, yeah. for attention, because yeah. he's the only one, and he's on a debate show. So what's going to mm-hmm. end up happening? He's going to take that side, and then the other person going to take Monday. the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things that kind of irked me a lot was um, Derrick Jones hmm. uh, com- completely because he goes on to say that um, there's no way I should have gotten a 48. Uh, AG clipped Taco's head so they couldn't have given him a 50 for that one. So the first point is, dude, you, you put your whole entire hand on Bam's shoulder and you got a 50 for it. No, he didn't get a 50. He got a 48, 40, I believe. Yeah. So you're saying that it that's not the way it worked for AG, but that's the way it works for you. So what, en- what ended up happening is AG is now forced to create a dunk out of nowhere. If you take a look at the replay, I posted this on Twitter earlier. If you take a look at the replay, initially, Aaron Gordon wanted to jump over Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, Shaquille. but Shaq is a hater. Well, uh, Shaq was also videotaping, which he was videotaping from a, the sponsorship. But yes, he is a hater. Um, but it would have been a really good view if he would have did it. Anyways, Shaq said no. So everyone saw that he was asking for Shaq. Shaq said no. Everyone started, you know, pointing at Taco, Taco. Granted, Taco's UCF from yep. Orlando, the whole nine. So it was perfect. They brought Taco out. Aaron Gordon cleared him. And what really hit him is the fact that Taco falls seven foot five. He had his hand Dance. up. So when Aaron Gordon jumped over him, his hand kind of nudged his inner thigh. And that's is it's not his head. It was his hand on top of his head. So, okay, he didn't fully clear him at 7'5". He's 7'5". So he cleared 7'3". And he did, foot it, two? He did it on two with, steps. With two steps and a, two hands. Two steps, two hands after five dunks. That's your waist higher than the door jam. By the way, <laughs> right. dude, there's right. a little picture where they have uh, the reactions and Taco every at the end. Celebrity, anyone that was in the background, every player, their jaw was on the ground. Yes, yep. you saw the picture where um, ta- at the end, the reaction with Taco, where he was like his jaw dropped, but then Dwight's right in front of him. Dwight is at his chest. That's Dwight's height compared to this dude. Right. NAG cleared him in two in two this, steps. There's just no logic to that score. So there was a tweet by um, Fultz for the win at I like this team 11 uh, that he he put last night after the the dunk contest. And it says, my wife doesn't give a shit about basketball, the magic or Aaron Gordon. My fandom is probably a net negative in our relationship. The two biggest reactions she's ever had in any televised sporting event were Aaron Gordon dunk contests. That's all I need to know. So. That's the perfect point, right? Because right. you could, like he said, not give a shit about basketball, and right. you watch Aaron Gordon dunk, and you're like, "That's not like that's not average. That's not something the average person does." Mm-hmm. And to to see something like that, right, from a judge from a judge's perspective, to see something like that, like this guy jumped over a guy who is almost eight feet tall, right, off of a trot. He didn't even have a full sprint to get a jump going. And you're going to say, oh, he nicked his hand on the way down, so that's not as impressive? Come on. On the way down. Yeah, come on. Right? There's, there's no way. I want to know what's the real hate around Aaron Gordon, man. I don't I don't get it. This is he it, go for not, two in a dunk contest. It's not, even, it's not even hate. It's 
a Heat lifer, a Miami Heat legend, a future Hall of Famer that just went with his guy. Yeah. He's loyal. Yeah, straight he doesn't. He doesn't board, care because huh? who's gonna check him? Who's gonna say, "Yo, you, yo, you messed up." That's not. Well, yeah. What is he gonna say? Oh, you, you call me? No, it's every. The judging is all based on perspective, and Dwayne Wade's perspective was that the Heat player did better. Yeah. So yeah, some when of, you get sub- subjective sport judging like this. Uh, I have friends that compete and in, uh, in, in wakeboarding that's subjective through judges and. Uh, it can be political sometimes. You know, oh, it's, definitely it's yes. tough. Let I me mean, look at Olympic gymnastics. That's you hear horror stories about it. So, I mean, this is a fun fan thing. Um, it, I, I think that it's it's two parts that he's in. You know, he wasn't uh, got his dues. But again, I think it really strikes a core with us because of all the disrespect that we feel from the NBA and other teams through the years. And you can't find that one NBA player that thinks otherwise. Some of the um, feedback from some of the players that tweeted out that night, Joel Embiid, AG got robbed again. Hashtag bullshit. Rody Gober, that was legendary, but damn, they did Aaron wrong again. Donovan Mitchell, one of the craziest dunk contests I've ever seen. Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon and, um, and Jones did their thing. They both should have just won. Real talk. Don't believe it, but the aspect is AG still won, right? Um, Jamal Crawford, Derek Jones, he doesn't even believe it. Shaking my head. <laughs> Mario Hazonia, People's Champ, two times. John Morant, judges are wilding. Carl Anthony Towns posted hashtag dunk contest with a ski mask. Like the consensus highway is, robbery, man. Highway the, robbery. The consensus is this was AG slam dunk contest. You robbed them first time before. If anything, should he have gotten the benefit of the doubt? Probably. But you know what I always respect about Zach Levine? Zach Levine came out afterwards with a quote. He said, I don't feel like I deserve this. It should have been a tie. Jones Jr. is coming out and saying, I'm the best dunk contest, the best dunk contest participant ever. If you want to get it for me, come play me next year. But what else what? What, what else does he, he have? What else does he have? All he did was the same thing. I kept telling Justin, it's the Levine thing all over again. Levine kept jumping from the free throw line and, and beating... Ag, yeah. These two kept doing between the leg dunks. Yeah, the whole night. We're, we're talking about Zach Levine jump from the uh, inside the free throw line off a windmill. No, 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 no. That's right. But I'm saying like the dunks before that. It was just between so, the legs. So I feel, legs. I feel in 2016, Aaron Gordon did get robbed, but it was Zach Levine it, it, yeah. was like on his ass. He was right behind him. Yeah. There was no way that Derrick Jones was anywhere near. No. Mm-hmm. Hit, like to the point that Derrick Jones, he had that one dunk. I can't remember right now what it was, but my boy hit me up and he was like, "Yo, it's over." And I'm like, "Damn, that was." I think it was man. off AG, the backboard uh, between yeah, the legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. AG, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. And then he comes back and and does the the off the side um, bounce pass from Markel, and it was like, yo, he this, dude, it. this dude is serious. <laughs> so it's it's disappointing. As a Magic fan, it's disappointing because we we kind of needed the the confidence boost. At the same time, I'm interested to see how this impacts Aaron Gordon on the hardwood. Like, I want to see how his game is. His very first game back. You know what? After you saw the, the responses from Magic players, I mean, you saw Vucevic who never swears, never. It's like a dirty guy or talks, nothing like that. He did it. Get the fuck out of here. Fournier, same thing. Like you saw the reaction from the team. Terrence Ross, Michael think, Carter Williams goes. Yeah, AG won't ever do the dunk contest again. Shaking my head. T. Ross, bro, you can have my trophy. I'm heated. The dunk so I think don't if, deserve him. Gordon. I think if anything. This might bring that. the team together. Hmm? It, might play, it might make them play yeah. harder. And somebody posted, uh, I forgot who it was, on Twitter. They, they don't want to be the ones guarding Aaron Gordon on Friday mm-hmm. uh, on that first game back. Because, again, 
I think it's personal now for him take somebody's life and for the team. And not not just that. He you so you see a picture of Derrick Jones. He doesn't look happy with the trophy, and there's nobody showing him love. No, no one's giving. Him yeah, props. we know it's super there's quiet. No, there's no shine, and I think that's why there's his cockiness came out. Right, right now, right now, Aaron Gordon is. Although he didn't win, he still won. Oh yeah, Aaron Gordon yeah. was trending last night, and the whole entire basketball world was one talking about Aaron Gordon. This dude just signed the face of the 361 company for his shoe brand. His shoe brand is all over the place now on yeah. live TV, national TV, slam dunk contest, the biggest stage of the night. And on top of that, he just dropped a new song. And the song is catchy. <laughs> it is catchy. Yeah, I don't care what you say, Justin. <laughs> it is, it is <laughs> catchy. Matter of fact, let me let me this play a little I'm gonna play a little yeah. snippet. Justin, please tell me. Please tell me. At least give me some positive feedback. It's... It's uh, be I'm not okay. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it's a bad song. What the only point that I made when I first heard the song is that, and I'm gonna probably take you know a lot of hate for this. If you're if you're a real hip hop person, right, and you follow the history of hip hop, I'm not talking about you know modern hip hop and rapping in triplets and all of this. I'm talking about the real culture of hip hop. That's not it. That's not it. I mean, he had a couple of bars in it, and I'm not saying that his wordplay wasn't good or any of that. Um, but just based on what I like in, in hip-hop, that didn't do it for me. But we're not expecting Aaron Gordon to be Jay-Z. We're not expecting him to out-rap Nas. It's not Dame Dollar. He ain't, no. <laughs> Dame. That, nah, that was a joke, by the way. That, that was Let's not go there. <laughs> but, but cool, let's bring it up. I think AG's song that he had with Mo. Was better than any song that I heard Dame Dollar perform. Uh, I think so too. It's more catchy, man. It's it, it, what? Again, what? it was catchy. I'm not looking. Branding? I'm looking at the bars. What? I'm looking, no. listen, I think I listen, gotta go with Dame Dollar, at, man. Wait, yeah. you're saying that? Hold on, hold on. I don't know if you guys listen to Big Dollar, but you're telling me that Pull Up is better than any song on that album. It's a more that, no, no, no. We're, you can't put you can't put that in that reference because you're saying as if I've listened to every song on the album. I'm going based on the one song that I heard from Aaron Gordon. Based on what I heard in the performance, the performance was terrible. Stop it! Oh, the the <laughs> performance, the the performance. Granted, oh. I haven't listened to not one song that Dame Dollar has. Right? Okay, not one okay, song. Okay. Based on the performance, if I would have liked what I heard, I would have listened to it. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near a Dame Dollar. Nothing. I'm going to stick to what I know, and I'm going to stick to Four Bar Fridays. I mind. I mind with this on my playlist to run this morning when I was when I was running my treadmill. AG was playing. Listen, if, you, if you haven't, if you haven't Yikes. heard, if you haven't heard Aaron Gordon's song, definitely check it out. I was yes. surprised; it exceeded my expectations. I'm not Aaron saying Gordon, this song is trash. Aaron I'm Gordon, not saying that. I'm just saying that for what I like in hip hop, that song didn't do it for you me. You know what? It's a song for the new generation. It's a, it's a song for just catchiness. It's a song for just to be banging on to when you're at the gym when you're hanging out. I think it's a good song for that. If you're comparing it to a real rapper like Nas and then people know he's not doing that he's just throwing a song out there just to get his name out there yeah but from a DJ perspective there you go the beat's nice it's a club banger exactly it's a club banger, and that's what you the, want. club banger. the hook's catchy the hook's catchy the, uh, the beat's really nice so it, it's, it's produced well I mean I, I've heard uh, plenty of 
NBA pro athletes do uh, different beats and 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 it was nice. I'd play that in a club. There you go. So that's on you now. Jeff. So if you haven't heard the song, right? I'm just gonna read. A little, a little bit of the lyrics. It's okay, but I'm bars. not gonna put it. I'm He's not gonna, gonna put, put you it. in a jail cell with those bars right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna rap it. I'm just gonna read it. <laughs> running through, the, running through your jungle like I'm Tarzan. Not here for the talk or the arguing. Ag going crazy, no guarding him. But that's not true, though. That it doesn't <laughs> like, have to be. Half the rappers lie about what they talk about. True. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. It's just, it's just catchy. That's it. And you know what? For Aaron Gordon, because Aaron Gordon. As much as I I do root for him, and I'm not, I'm going to ignore the fact that he didn't want to sign my flag, <laughs> he does have he does have moments where he is cringy, yeah, mad cringy, super cringy. The interview with Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal that's cringy. probably the reason Ooh. why he he gave him what he gave him, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, not I'm not sure if many people remembered it, but um, he was uh, he did uh, the weather. He joined a weather channel, and that was super cringy. He was dancing. The TikTok he did the videos, TikTok video. Cringy. Like he has cringy moments, and I expected when I heard the song a cringy rap, and I didn't hear cringy. Yeah, it wasn't. It, really it was yeah. It for sure wasn't cringy. It wasn't cringy. Would you call um, what was that basketball movie you just in Uncle Drew? Uncle Tr- uh, I thought he did good. I, I yeah, thought, I thought he did pretty yeah, good. That, was, too. that, was that wasn't cringy though. No, it wasn't cringy at all. I thought he he did. Well. I think his social actually, interactions are cringy. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually surprised that because I enjoyed watching the movie. I thought everyone that was a part of it did really well. I was actually surprised that the the nickname Casper didn't yeah. didn't last longer. Like I thought he could have did something with it. I thought it was interesting. This is a side note. I think if he picks up his play and plays like he's been playing in February, maybe Casper six six around. But so far, yeah. we haven't seen. It should have been Casper because sometimes his game is spooky. <laughs> wow! I still one of my jokes. Let's let's, 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 let's uh, make a take of this of fans. Let's get behind our guy. Let's get behind his team yeah, again. We have to and put people on blast that's doing us wrong. Yeah. I know I'm wearing my AG jersey to the game on Friday. I, I gotta represent, man. This guy. No, I gotta, I gotta not, keep my signed Fournier jersey. I'm never I think taking a standing ovation Friday. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've been, I, I, I've been hard on AG. You guys know that we've been hard on AG in this, in this podcast. We've been talking about trading him. We've been talking about being disappointed. All valid points. But right now, man, I think he deserves our support. He put on a show for the city of Orlando. He did an amazing job. And unfortunately, right. he got robbed again. And for that reason, we gotta stick up for him. And not for nothing, he's playing really good basketball right now. The best of the season right now mm-hmm. in February. That's his needs. career, actually. Yeah, so I mean, we he, he's doing his thing. So why not support him? I think it's a perfect time. And again, my take on all this is the team will rally around this and play really well after the break. Mm-hmm. And we have one game that was on national television. So he was prime time. Yeah, he was the main event. He was everywhere, and the fact that he did it wearing our city edition uniform. By the also, way, people yeah, like that jersey a lot on Twitter. I saw people were liking did that you? jersey a lot. Yo, I'm. I'm a big fan. Like honestly, honestly, if I'm really hoping that they stick to it, the whole space uniform stuff was nah. terrible. This I think it's weird, right? Because I really like Ag has like a star quality about him. He does. If his game would match, I think he could be a huge star in the NBA. But sadly, at least up until now, he just hasn't taken that leap. But if Ag could take that leap, I think that there's enough money and backing behind him. Um, and his athleticism uh, is gonna is gonna make it so that he could become a superstar, but his game has to catch up. 
You know, and I and I really like the fact that he brought Mark Helfels out there to to do his what I believe is the best dunk of the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that he was out there with them. Um, how'd you guys feel about um, Dwight Howard bringing out Jameer Nelson? How did that feel? That was cool. Eh. Yeah. It was just not the same dunk, unfortunately. Nah, uh, yeah. wasn't, wasn't it? But I thought it was. But it was nice. When he's, I saw a little, Jame- he's a little older now. When I know? saw Jameer. It's always pretty cool to see a Magic OG around yeah. Yeah. in general. And you, it's funny because Jameer had a podcast with the Magic recently uh, that he did, and he talked about all the negative stuff about Dwight and how, you know, he's the reason why the team didn't stick together. So I kind of found it interesting that he would call on Jameer to be there. Because, but, because you know what that means? That means everything he said was true. He wasn't lying about any of it. Yeah. All that's accurate. True. Um, but Aaron Gordon is obviously the 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 talk of the town. So we're gonna we're gonna jump into our juice and more Aaron Gordon news. So recently, this is a report coming from Sean Devaney. Executives expect Aaron Gordon back on the trading block this summer. They were trying and they tried hard to get something done with him at the trade deadline, and it looks like the Suns, the Wolves, and the Warriors are among the teams that inquired about Aaron Gordon. There were talks that the Magic were um, really interested in a player of Kelly Oubre. So I would imagine that there was some talks um, in between the two of them. Not sure exactly what was involved or what was asked for, but you know you would have to believe that Aaron Gordon, Kelly Oubre, there was something there. I think that uh, it's something we'll, we'll hear more about in the draft. Yeah, um, I think recently I heard something that um, Tyler Johnson was part of those talks before he was uh, bought out by, yeah. by the Suns. I, I do, as much as, you know, we're talking about AG and, and his star quality and all of these things, I do think that for this team to progress, especially if we're going to if we're going to kind of take on J.I. as a full, you know, a full time kind of player. Um, I don't I don't believe that Isaac and AG can coexist. So because of that, I do think AG gets moved this summer. I think it's time for something to happen. Um, and unfortunately, I think it might be AG. Now, if he keeps up playing well over the next few months... They'll move J.I.? No, 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 they won't. They will just keep them together longer. Because I mm. feel if they can figure out how to get AG going, they just will try next year again with a, with J.I. on the roster, how, to can make, how they can make it work. Then that leads to other ideas. The whole phony situation, what to do with Vooch. But um, it's tough, man. Like Again, I see why they want to move AG. I was all down for it. But then when he plays well, like he's been doing lately... It makes you just think about it twice. Because mm-hmm. And he's been playing really good in just his last seven games. So this is something that the Lando on Twitter um, had posted. But Aaron Gordon is averaging 19.5 points a game, 8.4 rebounds, and 4.7 assists in his last seven games. Gordon is shooting 45% from the field and 41% from the three-point line. And I think he's playing within his uh, strength. You know, He's, he's not, not shooting him. too many threes. He's a really attacking the basket. He's getting a lot of offensive rebounds. He's showing his power underneath the rim, and that's the that's the best version of Aaron Gordon. I mean, he's just down there, he's getting offensive rebounds. He's just down there, just pounding the ball. He's not being too much of a ball handler. He's not spending too much time on the three point line. And I think that's the Aaron Gordon we need in order for us, you know, to progress this year, especially with Jonathan Isaac being out. And that's what he said. He had a quote earlier two weeks ago had a quote saying that he was going to go back to being the AG that they drafted the magic drafted right ever since then these numbers came up so i don't know if clifford him had a heart of heart and then, listen this is what we need from you but hey he's producing he's playing well i, I think he refocused yeah i, I could see it uh you should stick game, with him. i was at the game with the detroit game and i was watching him really closely because uh, all the criticism and 
and you could see him on defense really putting some some big effort in, and he, he was holding himself accountable to some mistakes, mm-hmm. which he, I don't typically see him do. And so I, I think he's refocused. And he hit some really clutch shots in that game. His shot looks much better. It uh, does. It, it looks does. much better. Just the wrist action, just alone. Like he was flicking mm-hmm. the shot before and just kind of throwing it up there. Now he has a nice little follow follow through to it. Again, like wait, I've been kind of noticing those things on him, and it looks much cleaner. Um, so that could go a long way. If so he can hit his shots consistently. So do you guys think that the new AG per se is is here to stay? Or well, we'll see. Seven games is a good sample size of being able to see it. In so Michael Jordan would come up with random things just to get him upset and get him amped, get him hyped for the game. Mm-hmm. What's more hyped and amped do you need after what just happened yeah. on, on the national stage? I I think that you incorporate that type of level of motivation with how well he's been playing. Yeah. And I think we, we might see a dangerous Aaron Gordon when, when he comes back. And let's not forget the Markel effect. Markel is finally playing like a point guard. He's finally like getting more assists per game. So I think Markel's also getting the ball in the right spots to AG now, like getting to know him better. And that will go a long way too. Vooch should be averaging a lot more points. I mean, he's missing wide open looks off Markel passes too. So if those shots just go down, this team could be a lot more I dangerous. I think Vooch is also centering his game around the three-point shot a lot more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think last season he played more in the paint. Yeah. Uh, try to get those easy, easy buckets. And I feel like now he's getting comfortable and just trailing the offense and just shooting threes whenever he's left open. Yeah. Okay. And then our team is also getting a little healthier. So Roy Perry of the Orlando Sentinel, he reported <laughs> that DJ Augustine is expected back right after the All-Star break. Mm. So having that, you know, the primary second-string point guard um, back in is does two things, right? It kind of levels us back out, provides a shooting, um, and then also allows us to be able to have MCW kind of help out on the wing also. Yep. That could also mean seeing DJ Augustine and MCW back in the same lineup. But it might also I mean, mean it won't do out of, out of the rotation again. That might also mean it won't do out of the rotation, which I'm not looking forward to see because he's been playing really well. He has. Yeah, he has. It's a confidence booster for him. I think it's important for him to keep playing. He's been but, shooting it really well, too. He's been making his threes. He's been hitting his mid-range. And he doesn't make mistakes, man. Yeah. So do you think do you he's think been shooting? That's the whole shooting. point. He's been shooting. He he typically passes. So yeah. with DJ coming back, right? You would think, obviously, in the second second unit, DJ like the for sure, it would be DJ T Ross, MCW, MCW, Bamba no. for sure, and Gary Clark. But what happens with James Ennis, Wessa Wundu? I think Ennis starts, man, after the break. That's really? a, that's a, that's a, I like Ennis. Yeah, I think he starts after the break. He's a he's a big body, he can stretch the floor, mm-hmm. he won the rebound, he's gritty. I like him this a lot. And, and Van Gundy, Van Gundy said that. Sam Van Gundy had a quote this earlier this week saying that he thinks that the Magic will start him. Uh, now so. move Aaron Gordon to the four, which yeah. uh, I think we all want to see as well. Right, absolutely. So, yeah, because, right, James Ennis is a true three. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So, now yeah, bump that works. Gordon to the four. And he can shoot him, man. He can, he's athletic, he can shoot it. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So for this all-star um, special that we have, um, we're going to jump into a new segment. We're going to provide season award predictions. Um, and we're going to do this. Did we decide that we're doing this just Magic Base? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So who do we have? Who is your current MVP of this team? Justin, you're not allowed to go first because we know your answer. <laughs> it's a tough one. Um, I may surprise people with my choice. And that is Markel Fultz. MVP. MVP for me. MVP. MVP. Most valuable player. MVP. Okay. You know why? Tell me. I've been a diehard, watch every game, go to every game, Magic fan for four years. 
it's the first time I can truly trust a point guard running the offense. And not only that, truly putting on an effort on both ends of the court, just a player that's driving this team is Michael Falls. Unfortunately, Vooch has not been consistent this year. Fournier has not been... I mean, you guys know I'm not a big Fournier fan as it is, but Fournier has his good games, but not really. He's the one guy that I'm like, he's been the most consistent player out there every night. So for me, has been Michael Fultz. I, I'm going to actually agree with you on that. I like Markel too. <laughs> there you go, Wit. I know. Everyone hates being... Uh, They're all laughing here, but hey. I'm not, I'm not I, laughing. I'm I, I that's my take. I'm supporting you. Because he, when he's creating an attack in the rim... Uh, the teams have to respond, and that opens up um, our shooters. That uh, and it also allows us to get up and run, and that's when we play our best. And I, I think I'll have to give Markel the MVP also. For me, um, I mean it's kind of cringy to say, but <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Evan Fournier just because um, Vooch is not having the year he had last year. So if you're comparing two players, I mean you got you got Vooch and you got Fournier, right? They're the most two focused offensive players on our offensive end. So then you gotta really just pick one or the other. Obviously Vooch is not having the year he had. I, I gotta go with Fournier. Um he's having a better season than he had last year. Yes, he's gotten us games where he won it himself. And yeah, there was a few games where he maybe probably costed us. But um I, I gotta go with him, man. I, I just feel like he's done the most for us. Um, I would have loved to say Fultz. Actually, if Isaac was probably still playing and he never got hurt, I would have maybe threw Isaac in there just because he does so much for us on the defensive end and he changes the game for us a lot. So I, I would have just said Isaac if he was still healthy. Um, Mark, you're a smart man. It was <laughs> it, it was a cringy pick. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm gonna I have to say Fournier. I mean. He's averaging 18.7 points per game, 2.7 rebounds per game, 3.2 assists per game. Those those are really good numbers. I think he's he's uh leading the team in in a lot of those categories. Evan is one of our most consistent scorers, go-to guy. Yeah. There's there's really not much of an argument to make. You guys know, you know what I what I think Evan brings to the table. Um but yeah, MVP on this team Evan so Fortier. far, Evan Fournier. Yeah, I want to hear this. I think it really depends on what you're what you're looking at, right? Because your your stats may may be accurate, Justin. But if we're going just based on stats, I'm not saying that this is my pick. I'm just going based on stats. Do you want to pull it up while I while I review it? No, no. Okay, if we're going <laughs> based on stats only, the team leader in points is Nikola Vucevic with 19 points per game. Mm-hmm. The team leader in rebounds with 10.8 rebounds a game. Nikola Vucevic right as of right now statistically your MVP is Nikola Vucevic I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that's my pick I'm just going by stats if I had to choose I would say Evan Fournier 100% because we don't I can't see us really winning without him and this is most valuable to your team right most valuable absolutely because he's really our only major threat outside of the obvious, right? He's one that you know for sure, 100%, he's going to go in there, he's going to score some points. Markel Fultz, as much as I love his game, as much as I think he is such a need for this team, he is a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. We don't. I'm not expecting for him to be at that level yet. It's his first season back. He just, he just played a whole entire NBA season 
in the total amount of games that Three he's years. played. This yeah. is his rookie season. He's, still. Yeah, exactly. So I honestly think that Jonathan Isaac could have been that guy. For oh, for me. sure. I, I really, for I, sure. I, I feel like his offensively, it wasn't there. But with time, you know, you would see that improve. And the fact that it's been taken away due to injury is kind of, you know, it's, it's a little heartening. But as of right now, statistically, is Nikola Vucevic my pick? I, I would go with Evan Fournier. See? You guys are not by yourself. And you gave... You gave Mark a compliment. I didn't. But now you see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, come on. He, well, he actually, I, I kind of expected you to say Evan. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> expected. Right, so, <laughs> so, who's your most improved on the on this Magic roster? Uh, most improved on between Birch and Isaac, but I'm going to say Isaac just because uh, you, I, I see him stepping up big time defensively and offensively. Um, you know, he, he started before his injury. He was attacking the rim, getting on the open court, um, defending most positions, um, helping offside defensively big time, uh, which I, I didn't see his first couple seasons. Um, and he's starting to shoot the ball more with confidence. Long way to go um, before it's a really solid shot. But to me, he's improved the most. Uh, for me, it's got to be Jonathan Isaac as well. Um, but right before he went down, he was leading the league in blocks. He was leading the league in steals. Um, we were at top of the NBA in defensive rating as well. Um, so he left his impact for sure. Offensively, I don't think he was doing too bad. I think he was a, a great improvement compared to last year. Um, when Aaron Gordon went down, he took over offensively. Um, he had a few games when he scored 20-plus points. I think he had one game this season where he almost dropped 30, or his career high was 26, 27 around there. Um, like I said, injury took his season this year. But uh, I say he's our most improved player. How are we not saying our most improved player is not Evan Fournier? He was terrible last season. He was bad. <laughs> I was he thinking was, about that. Just haven't like, spoke yet. I, was I know. Just I, I had to say it before yet. he said because I know he was going to say it. Is that what you're going to say? No. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Fournier was at, at the bottom. Like, he must have been our, what, eighth, ninth most he was bad. <laughs> he would have won last like, year. Well, at the end of last year, player. he was still averaging 15 and a half points. But it was still bad. Yeah, was, I mean it was, was his terrible. it was his worst statistical year. But even at his worst statistical year, he was better than a lot of shooting guards. If in we the had league. a most disappointing award um, last year, Fournier would have been on top of that, right? For sure. Justin, how are you so, arguing with me with a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> so like you're 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 debating me to take him out of the best most because important. I I think I think Evan has been pretty consistent. Throughout his career, he was trash last season. He, he was not trash last he was season. Trash. <laughs> I think wow. what happened with Evan last season is because his averages were defending lesser him. than his averages were under last year, um, but they were still relatively close to what they are. So I guess my most improved player um, is Markel Fultz. Uh, the reason why that is is because this man went from not playing at all uh, to. Playing this year in what you could say is his his true rookie year, has a career high of 25 points in a game, has had multiple double-double games, has had multiple 20-plus point, 20 point games, has kind of unlocked Aaron Gordon in a way that we've never seen throughout his six years here. His impact on the team is being felt. Um, and when, when Markel is not on the court, the team plays differently. Um, so, so I definitely think he's the most improved uh, he's the biggest surprise if anybody would have told me last season because anybody who, who knows what I felt when Markel was traded to Orlando, um, I think people were quick quick to jump on the on the Markel wagon 
Um, and that was not me. I actually didn't think Markel would play for this team. Uh, so to, to see that happen, you know, and go 11 months without playing basketball and kind of returning to form as quickly as he had or as he has, that's definitely most improved in my opinion. It's going to be Evan Fournier for me uh, again. Um, to, to your point and, 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 and uh, Mark, so just a shooting alone, 43% field goal shooting last year, 46 this year, mm-hmm. 34% three-point shooting last year, 40.8 this year. Perfect. That alone does it for me. This team needed shooting badly, especially from your shooting guard, I would think. That alone makes it for me. So Evan Fournier is my guy. Al, you are a smart man. So I know, man. I know. Man, damn it. <laughs> but the same, the same compliment for the same player. So we're good. Yeah. So uh, who's your sixth man? This might be too obvious. Can I go? Can I go first? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not. I'm not going to go with the obvious one. Me too. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I want to hear I'm this. Going, I'm going based on my my personal objective and in my perspective. I know where you're going. I think say. where you're going. I think um, where you're I going. I know where you're going to go. I'm going, I'm going MCW. Yep. Yes. That's mine too. Yes. Michael Carter Williams. Right this my dude mind. was one um, out of the league until the Magic brought him on board, and we brought him on board as a second string point guard. He put on 15 pounds in order to be um, adaptable to playing and help on the wing position. Yep. This dude is a hustler. He's a grinder. He's the epitome of what I believe our culture should be, which is yes. heart and hustle. And I hate the fact that we still don't utilize it and push that as part of our culture. Mm-hmm. But he is that guy. He is jumping on the ground. This dude ends up being bloody at least once a season. This dude is scrappy. He may not be the best shooter, not even close, but... Man, this dude at least tries. He See, does He does the right moves, does the right plays. But what I will say in reference to that is now that he understands his role, he's he's also expanding outside of that. He's taking threes more often, and he's actually hitting them more often than he did before. Um, MCW is one of those guys, man. I, I love MCW. He's, like you said, he's gritty. He hustles. He gives extra effort on defense. Literally never gives up on a play. There's... There isn't a time that I'll watch a Magic game and I'm like, man, MCW's effort tonight was terrible. Like, it just doesn't happen. I haven't seen it. That last game before the All-Star break against the Pistons uh, was kind of one of those games that that did it for me. He didn't score. He didn't score. And typically in in this league, if you don't score, it's like, uh, you know, that guy's irrelevant. But without scoring, realizing that his shot wasn't going in, he, he... kind of impacted the game in other ways. He finished with zero points, nine rebounds, three assists, one steal, two blocks, you know? And I think that's one of the things that's probably missing in the league today is one of those guys that is adaptable. Um, you see guys that struggle with their offense and they just keep shooting, taking bad shots and kind of just give up on themselves. MCW is like, you know what? My shot's not falling, but guess what? One thing that I can always control is effort. And I'm just going to make it work. I'm going to help this team in a different way. Yeah, turn a defense to offense. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and if you, he's such a he was such a steal and a bargain. This dude is still getting. Yeah. He's only oh, yeah. paid three point one million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's made and we right, and we much. utilize him and we can utilize him in so many different ways. He would be a player that I would not be mad at if we if he stayed with us for a minute. Oh, yeah. No, he could stay for with a us good for his career as far as yeah, I'm concerned. For sure. So I'm the same way, by the way. I know nothing much else to add. MCW is my guy. For me, it's going to be Mo Bamba. No, I'm just kidding. That was a Whoa. joke. That was a joke. That was a joke, guys. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with the MCW thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with T. Ross. I know statistically he's not having the best season of his career. But at the end of the day, something that this team lacks is that go-to score, 
that guy that can just get his buckets. And um, I know he hasn't done too much of it this year compared to last year, but he's still that guy that he, he changed a lot of games for us this year. He, he's able to come in the game where all our starters are out, and he's still able to put buckets. If it's not for him, this team will be in deep trouble at times. So this wasn't one of the categories, but I kind of wanted to throw it in there, throw can, a little curveball. But go I ahead, wait. Can I say mine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I was actually going to say T. Ross, too. Um, statistically, he's our third leading scorer. Um, and, and again, you get on the court, the teams have to adjust to you. Um, and behind him, as I was debating between Michael Carter-Williams and, and Kareem Birch. Uh, Birch, when he gets in the game, he, he makes impact defensively. People are going to hate on me a little bit about it. I don't care. But it, he's, he's a tough big guy in the lane. Um, helps us out. So you talk six-man impact. He's one of those dudes. Okay. Um, I think you meant Ken Birch, but <laughs> we're all on the same page. Um, so the curveball, right? So I wanted to, it wasn't one of the award categories, um, but I kind of wanted to gauge where, what you guys were thinking of kind of the team. So s- coaching staff included, um, who is the biggest letdown halfway through the season for you guys? Biggest letdown? The, under, the, the underperformer of, of the first a half. I think I think when you first ask the question, we we immediately jump into um, Steve Clifford. Um, but for me, it's it, it's Aaron Gordon, just yeah. because my my expectations for him was so high. You know, he's still an added contributor, right? He's he's not playing as well as we expected because we're expecting this season for him to make the leap and be an uh, All Star caliber player. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the season, I said two things were going to happen. One, Aaron Gordon was going to be an all-star, and two, he was going to win the slam dunk contest. Neither of those things happened. Well, one of those things happened. He's the people's champ, we know. He's the people's champ. AG, again, same same thing. I think we expected so much out of him, at least 18, 20 points a game, just that the little lift on offense uh, hasn't happened. It's starting to show now, so hopefully the next two months he'll he'll end the season strong. But up up to this point that we're recording, February 16th, that hasn't quite happened. So, um, AG's my guy for that. For me, um, you guys said all the reasons already. AG, um, we expect him to be maybe our number two option by then now. Um, even on the defensive end, I mean, he hasn't really made too much of an impact as well. He's supposed to be a defensive stopper. He's had great performances. He guarded LeBron very well when we played LeBron. Um, but I would have to say AG. Uh, my, in my opinion, is Vooch. Um, I was expecting him to be a lot tougher in the lane defensively. Uh, it, he to me is like a matador, letting the bull run but right by him defensively in the lane. Yeah. Uh, his, yeah, his points to me and his rebounds, in my opinion, uh, he just they're part of his stats. He's a stat filler, but I, I feel like he has no impact to me. He's soft. Like, I, in fact, my nickname for him is Couch because he's soft as my couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Gotta say, T-Rex. yeah, my uh, my biggest letdown. My biggest letdown is is Coach Clifford. Um, I think, I think when the season started, I expected a lot more. I expected him to be able to adjust with this team, grow with this team, change, uh, change kind of what he typically does, and that hasn't happened. Um, like the other game, I think it was against against Detroit down the stretch. He brought Terrence Ross into you know to mix with the with the starting guys right down the stretch, right. and that was entirely unexpected to me right because 
Clifford has lived and died by his rotations. Um, and I know we've made this a big point in the past, but, you know, almost three quarters of the season done. And he still he still hasn't evolved um, with this team. And I, I think that's concerning. Um, and then when you hear Kemba Walker say that Cliff took him to the next level, it's like, that's awesome. It worked for you. But I personally am not seeing it. I think you're seeing a little bit of it with Markel, too. Markel, the last two games, had, what is it, 19 assists with no turnovers. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants his point guards to do. Just direct the floor, be the leaders, don't mess it up, don't turn it over. So I think you're seeing a little bit of that translate to Mar- to Markel. But I agree with you. The rotations, the the lack of change, the, the lack of being dynamic uh, mm-hmm. as to what's happening on the game. We can all agree. We talked about it long and hard uh, earlier in the in, in, in the uh, in the season. But, I mean, I agree. I think that there's just a lack of adapting to change yeah. with him. Yeah, the other night the game is coming down to the wire. I was screaming at Cliff, take Vooch out. I, I thought he was hurting us. I'm oh, you, you can hear, I'm sure you can hear me. Um, and, uh, and he, to his credit, sticks with his guys. But if you watch the video, you you know you guys don't know where my seats are. I'm standing up, my hands up on my head. On that three? On that three. I'm like, <laughs> no. And then I, like, he made it on my own. I said a few prayers and thanked uh, thank the Lord above for that going in. But yeah, because he had if, missed, he had if, missed if like he missed it. He had missed like, well, like maybe like the his... last six. He had missed or something like that. Crazy. Like he was zero for six. Went Ooh. one for seven that game yeah. on three point line. And I was like, get him out of there. Get him out of there. And to his credit, he stuck with him and he got it. And that's where that's where I landed in that decision. But I can see your point directly. So this team has a really nice break after the All-Star weekend. Our first game isn't until um, – our first game after the break isn't until Friday against the Dallas Mavericks. So we'll be taking on Porzingis and Luka Doncic. Um, final thoughts? Well, that's going to be our game of the week, right? It's the only game of the week. It's the only game of the week. Predictions. So are we doing predictions for that one? Yeah. Start off, Al. I'm going to win. I'm going first game. Aaron Gordon after the slam dunk contest. He's going off. I'm going to win. I'm going to go with the win as well. I think that the team will rally behind AG. Plus, on top of that, I think they have a nice break that they needed. They'll come back playing strong. Yep, you got DJ Augustine coming back. Hopefully, Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, Wesley Awandu, and I guess what we just saw now, Paul George. They're Allen, Justin Caicos, <laughs> and they're not eating and, and getting slow, so. We'll see. I think it's going to be a win for me. Um, I think we have a lot to look forward to. I think uh, this break, I feel like the Magic players can maybe look back of how they started last year in All-Star break and just try to, you know, just finish strong. Let's go for that seven spot. Um, six spot might be out of reach already, but uh, let's go in there. Let's start off strong. Let's get back to being that gritty Magic team we were last year. I know we don't have Isaac this year uh, to finish off the year, but let's get back to being gritty. I want us to all play like MCW. I'm going to take a loss on this one. Uh, I think their shooters are too much for us with their size. Um, as much I want to cheer our guys on with the energy and the momentum of of uh, the slam dunk in the weekend, I, I think they're just too big and they're too good of shooters on the perimeter. We struggle there. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a win. I'm gonna take a win. I think the team rallying around Aaron Gordon means something. I think the team recognizing that it's kind of us against everybody else um, is is a galvanizing feeling. It'll make everybody feel like they're in it together. Um, and I think a, for a, a large part of this season, that that communication, that kind of brotherhood was missing. 
um, or it, it might have not been missing, but it wasn't apparent um, in the games. And I think AG getting getting robbed, you know, in the dunk contest is going to bring those guys together. Um, and like Al, Al said, the rest is going to come in handy as well. I think Markel and AG both traveling to Chicago is a bonding experience. It'll help their relationship grow. Um, so I think I think we'll win, and I think that this will be the start of a winning streak. Actually, I think Orlando's going to pull together and, and surprise some teams. All right, so really great episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and it's a wrap. Peace, peace, deuces, peace, peace. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Be sure to visit our website, theozonepod.com. And remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.